What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the show. I am your host, Justin Perry, with Big 3 for 3. And, of course, this is the Shot Quality Bets podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be taking a look at the Summit and the SoCon tournaments that are starting up on Friday. So we just thought we would pop in, of course, give you your weekly Thursday episode that you can count on at every Thursday around 4.15 p.m. We'll be here streaming live, and of course, it'll be in your feeds by that evening. If you like the podcast, it'll be in your ears, you know, talking a little bit about what's going on in some of these tournaments, man. I mean, it is literally... Still, I still can't believe that it's March. It's been a good time, probably because I'm winning my bets, big three. Uh, how are you doing? How's how's the start of the you know holiday season been for you? Well, man, it's been quite the ride. Um, just in terms of some of these second half collapses and comebacks and ever I've had all over the place. It, it's hard. I mean, honestly, I like to watch games that I don't have plays on, right? Like I'd rather just like watch a game, enjoy it for what it is, than like get upset at a team or, you know, like think, I don't know. I feel like you, you, you start to build ideas around teams just because of your bets. And I, I hate doing that. So I'd rather just like watch, you know, good basketball games. And there have been plenty of good basketball games the last few weeks for sure. Yeah, they're definitely having, we're going to get into a bunch of them today, right here. We're going to be telling you everything you need to know about both the summit tournament and the SOCON. We're going to jump right in with the summit. And if you guys have hung out with us during the season, you know, uh, big three is literally Mr. Summit. I mean, he, he knows all of these teams probably better than I could ever hope to. If you want to talk about, you know, people who handicap in different leagues, like, and, and like really get to know, teams like the how i probably feel like i'm approaching with the mwac like big three is definitely that guy with the summit so really excited to hear his commentary i mean off the bat big three i'm gonna bring up the shot quality standings for the summit league what do you see in terms of like you know winners i know this is a a pretty interesting tournament structure everyone's looking at oral roberts um is it is it that easy yeah, I do think Oral Roberts wins this one. And honestly, this is the odds are a little shorter here than I think they probably should be. Um, Oral Roberts was four point favorites at South Dakota State um, last game of the season here. And I think they ended up pushing that line kind of a little backdoor push. Um, but they are far and away the best team. I, there's no team they'll play in this conference tournament where they won't be probably seven point favorites at worst. Um, and so I do think they probably run away with this. For those of you that aren't really familiar with this version of Oral Roberts, I think a lot of people know Oral Roberts from the tournament team that made a run as a 15 seed, I believe it was, a couple years ago. Um, that team with Ace Miss, who's still on the team now, obviously. Um, this team's very good. You have Vanover from Arkansas, who's 7-5 and shoots you know, 35% yeah. from the three-point line at, on multiple attempts a game. You have Thompson, who's a three-year starter. Aismas, who's a four-year starter um, and scored 20-something points the last few years. Like McBride, who comes over from Vandy. Jurgens, who's a three-year starter. You have, like, Weaver started la- all of last year, and he's on the bench now. Like, this team is very stacked. They're not super, super deep. They really only play, like, seven guys. Um, but the seven they have are really good. And I think the biggest thing to note here is this team used to really, like, go as Aismas went, right? Like, if he had good games, yeah. he shot super well. Like, they were in awesome shape. Aismas was two for ten against South Dakota State, and they still won the game on the road by four. You know, like, they're they're very good outside of just him now, and I think that's, like, the biggest thing is that 
they're they're just way more talented than any team in the Summit League like should be, you know, and it's why they're a legitimate threat as probably a 13, 14 seed in the tournament to win a game, if not more. Um, and so I'm seeing odds on this at like minus 175, minus 180 on Oral Roberts. And I really do think that that's a good play. Um, you can go the like open money line parlay route if you want, but they're going to be big favorites in most of these games. I don't know if you have a bracket handy, Justin, but they'll play like Denver and North Dakota round um, in their, their first round. It's technically the quarterfinals, second round. Um, I expect that to actually be North Dakota. I think North Dakota was a team that even I thought was going to be pretty poor at the start of this season. Um, they're just not super talented. They have a bunch of freshmen. Um, but I, I do think North Dakota as, as a pick or even plus one you can get for tomorrow is probably a, a pretty decent look. Um, but yeah, so that'll be the first game that they'll play. They'll be huge favorites in that game. I don't see any way they lose to either of those teams. Then you play Western Illinois and St. Thomas winner. This is an interesting game. I think St. Thomas, honestly, if you said, okay, Oral Roberts doesn't win, who wins this tournament? I honestly think it's probably St. Thomas. Um, St. Thomas is still on a ban, right? So they came mm. up in three a couple of years ago, and they're ineligible to make the tournament for another few years. But this is a Tommy. team that is very, very dangerous. Offensively, they're super skilled, um, and they're like basically carried by freshman point guard Andrew Rohde, who um, I got to see in person this year. He's six six ish freshman point guard plays really hard on defense, plays good defense, um, really unselfish, but can also put up 20-something points um, if you need it from him. You know, he averages 17 a game as a freshman point guard, which is mm -hmm. pretty awesome. They have one of the better shooters in the country, I believe, Riley Miller, who absolutely strokes it. I think he's had a few games this year with eight-plus three-pointers. Um, then you got, like, Parker Jorkland, who's averaging 15 points a game. Like, this offense is really, really solid, and you can see – um some of the, yeah, some of these metrics that. are nice some of these metrics are really nice 10th in efficient free throw shooting good defense against three-point shooting 11th in that rating from shot quality 17th yep. in terms of committing few offensive turnovers 20th in high frequency three-point shooting so they take the valuable shots uh you know their their rim and three rates really nice and high their turnover rate is i mean the turnover rate is also really low for oral roberts so these offenses yeah have good shot makers, they don't waste possessions, and they take smart shots. The shot selection could probably be a little bit better for St. Thomas, but still third in the conference um, in terms of the actual shots they take. So they're definitely a, a, a sleeper, but I mean, do you do you worry I, I at do all about like not being able to actually make it if like, what's the motivation if they make it to like the later rounds? Yeah, I do think there's still a lot of motivation there, honestly. And I think, like we talked about this a little bit, like this is kind of their tournament, right? Um, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure – I'm not sure how it works. Like if they were to win the conference tournament, who would get it? If it's like whoever gets second in the conference tournament or if it's the regular it season. Might be the. I feel like usually it goes to like the regular season winner. Is I, It probably might – it might depend conference to conference, but I know we saw it last yeah, year. Yeah, my, right, my one sample would be – Bellarmine last year. Yeah. I don't remember what Everyone's happened. one game sample. <laughs> but um, I will say this team, I think they match up just because of how good they are offensively and the fact that they can score it with Oral Roberts. This is this is kind of a scary game for Oral Roberts. Now, ultimately, obviously, like I just said, I think Oral Roberts 
rolls through everyone and probably wins this conference tournament. But really, they're the only team I can see beating them. They lost on the road at Oral Roberts. They only lost the shot quality score by two points. It was 73-71. At wow. home, they lost the shot quality score by seven, and they only lost the actual score by seven. They scored 88 points in that game against Oral Roberts. And I think, like, honestly, I'm not – very high on South Dakota state. They've been all over the map this year, but they, they just are not that good as good as the teams past have been offensively. Right. They're pretty well coached. Um, they do some things on offense, like spacing, you know, like open, they shoot a lot of open threes, things like that, that like shot, helps. but they just don't have the talent now. Um, obviously Shireman gone um, to really keep up with an oral Roberts type. So yeah. ultimately I think, maybe even parlay, right? Like if you're going to like parlay a couple of these like bigger favorites in conference tournaments, but I, I think the value has to be on Oral Roberts minus 180 with maybe an outside shot on like a St. Thomas, but even the St. Thomas number isn't great. You're probably only going to get eight to one. And after you parlayed the Western Illinois Oral Roberts where there'll be big dogs and then who knows who they're right, playing. Right. Look no, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a really interesting tournament. Uh, we hear, you know, there's, there is a pretty decent chance that Oral Roberts could potentially lose. I know they should be like leagues better, but these are still, you know, a few basketball games that they have to win. Uh, they do get a day of rest between their first game and their second game here, but they will yeah. play back to back for the championship. And, and they're going to come up against another tested team. I mean, we know the Jackrabbits aren't sleepers. Um, you know, it, it could be a, a pretty tough battle. They do have the talent to get it done. So, you know, they should, and that's why the price is where it's at. And maybe it should be a little bit steeper, but let's actually dive into what people might be able to get if they want to play on some of these games that start tomorrow for the Summit Big Three. Uh, we have, this is what, Denver versus North Dakota is the first game of the of the week for this conference tournament yep yep so we have denver north dakota and then umkc in nebraska omaha nice. so denver is projected to win by shot quality 75.1 yep. to 68.7 it looks like the consensus line is coming in as a one point line uh honestly in favor of north dakota i'm not 100 percent sure on that the lines are really just coming out now of course these lines can sometimes take a second, but I don't know. Big three. Yeah. What are you making of this one? Do you agree with the like model said, that Denver should win? I cannot believe North Dakota's favorite here. Um, like great. I said, this was kind of before I'd even seen the line um, where I said, like North Dakota there, I was kind of assuming that they would be underdogs. Um, man, as favorites, I don't really like it as much. Um, I, I think probably I wouldn't, I don't love Denver on the side here. The shot quality model has been pretty good on sides, especially. So I really don't love fading that. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. Like I said, I, I think that North Dakota, they have a couple freshmen that have been playing really well, playing all year, you know? And I think mm -hmm, this is like mm -hmm. the time of year where like being a freshman, especially in a conference like this, where you have no pressure on yourself, you're a nine seed, whatever, you know? Like I think the experience that they've had throughout the course of the year starts to like really add up and being a freshman isn't really like as much of a disadvantage at this point you know if you're in the acc yeah. and you're playing like on this huge stage trying to win the acc title like maybe being a freshman matters in conference tournaments but like at this stage um as a nine seed against denver like i don't think it really matters and i think like towards the end of the season some of these guys are, are really starting to 
to find their way. So honestly, I think maybe the best angle on this one would be the under. I, I like the under. Shot quality has it under by 3.7, so not quite at the threshold yet, but I have a tough time seeing this game go over. I, I think that 147.5, it looks like, is the opener right now. I think that that's probably at least a few points too high. So if I were to play this game, that's probably the way I would do it. If I were picking my Summit League bracket, I would probably pick North Dakota, but wow. I'm not sure I want to go against the model here. Wow. I, I think I disagree with you. I mean, I, I think that – wait, did you say the over? You said taking the over, right? No, I said under. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I kind of agree with that. This is this is definitely an intriguing matchup here. I mean, we see both teams are kind of weaker on the defensive side. I mean, there's less than 10 defenses worse than what Denver has allowed this season. Um, but something that stood out to me while we're chatting here is Denver is the number one f- team in terms of frequency finishing at the rim in the country. 49% of their possessions and with them finishing at the rim. So that's, that feels like a little wild. Like, so North Dakota isn't exactly good at defending that play type at all. They see it a fair amount. They're 282nd in defending it. Um, And, you know, this is what's contributing to Denver having the 36th highest rim in three shot quality points per possession. I mean, of course they're probably playing a lot of, you know, bad defensive teams to get this, um, but this is, this is interesting that open three rate is really high. So they probably are kicking out off of drives. I, I also worry about going against the model. I feel like, um, you know, North Dakota definitely has been getting unlucky shot quality ATS record of 20 and nine in terms of what the shot quality scores expected them to be against the closing lines while they've actually gone 15 and 14. Uh, their record looks decently similar went 10 and 19 this season expected 13 and 16 um so shot quality thinks they're a little bit better than they are but still recognizing something must be in the way they are going to play right big three because on paper you're talking about denver actually having a lower adjusted shot quality at 317th while north dakota is 264th in our ratings but still looking at a pretty sizable edge here on on a Denver team that's you know I guess had its ups and downs this season it's it's been a weird year for Denver yeah this is like you said I don't know this is one I'm pretty confused on and you look at the two times they've played um they did split I think yeah Yeah, North Dakota so Denver won at home 78-71 on January 14th and then they lost when they went to North Dakota 63 to 86 but shot quality made that one 69-75 yeah yeah so both games are very close shot quality really hates Denver either right only a record luck of minus 4.79 um but yeah there's a lot of things Denver does offensively that shot quality really likes right like you look at you know shot quality points per possession in the half court and transition um for denver Fifth best shot selection in the nation is what is absolutely absurd to me i would have ne- if you had said like you gave me a selection of teams and asked me which one of these is the t- fifth in the nation and you included denver in there i would promise you that my understanding of this team i would never have told you that denver takes that good yeah. of shots but 10th best open three rate you're gonna be a really good shot selection team. You're taking the best looks in the game and open three is what you want every possession to generate. So if they're 
if they're able to do that, I think, you know, what's interesting here, how does North Dakota do in defending the open three rate? It looks like they allow the uh, pretty middle, you know, 197th in terms of what they are in, in D1 rating. Yeah. But, ah, oh, man, this is, this is tough. Part I, of I'm, I'm going to trust the model. I'm just going to yeah. go out and I'll probably end up trusting the model and taking Denver plus the one here. Um like Justin, one of the things to really note here, you mentioned it too, is people are like, okay, how does shot quality have North Dakota rated higher, but losing this game, right? Uh, a big piece of it, like you mentioned, is Denver does a lot of things, although their team is ranked 300th or whatever in shot quality, that shot quality loves. Like if you look at North Dakota at their half court transition, like shot quality points per possession, they're all like, you know, 290, 325, 165. Right. Like Denver having top a top 21 half court offense in the top 15 transition offense. It's huge. I mean, they're very, there's a lot of green for Denver on offense. Right. And you also talk about, you know, like finishing at the rim really well and very frequently, you know, like they post up like very frequently. Right. So they're getting good shots. Um, the other side of that is not only is their shot selection fifth in the country, their open three, three rate is 10th. Their rim and three rates 74th, and their yeah. shot quality points per possession on rim and threes 36th. And then you look at in North Dakota, how do they defend that? Right. So, like, this is what's happening in the model is not only is it looking at, like, oh, what is shot quality of this team rated? It's like, how are they matching up against each other? North Dakota defensively gives up, you know, 197th most open threes. They give up the 205th most rim and three rate in the country and they're the like 30th worst team in the country 323rd at defending rim and three shot quality so it, it's, yeah. those sorts of things are um i don't know like that's like what's really contributing to this model so basically what the model thinks is denver's offense is really good and north dakota is really going to struggle to guard them right and north dakota's right. offense and, and, isn't great in Denver's defense is bad, but it's like it doesn't think that that mismatch is as significant as the Denver right. offense versus North Dakota defense mismatch. Well, let's look at North Dakota, right? So what they do frequently is take off the dribble three pointers. They're sixth in the nation in frequency at taking an off the dribble three uh, catch and shoot three. They take it about 139th, pretty, pretty average. But those off the dribble three point shots are terrible 322nd in the nation at generating shot quality points off of those frequently used looks and denver is super used to seeing it and and actually they're not really good at defending it but the thing is is that you know the the, the problem is going to be is that the generation of them alone from north dakota if they're spending so much of their time on something like that essentially you know hoisting up bad threes because they're probably losing most of their games um you know, I, I just I trust what Denver has been creating all year from the shot quality metrics much more than what, you know, North Dakota has been trying to do. They do have a good rim and three rate. Let's not discredit them. Uh, they have a, the 25th best rim and three rate and the 67th best open three rate. And that we know Denver's defense isn't good either. So I'm I'm just I'm unsure what's going to happen here. Are these teams just going to light it up that's kind of my concern is that this could just be a, a shootout and you're probably just going to be betting on who has the better shooting night um you know these teams yeah, are probably you look at like pretty last game only 144 points scored you know between wow. two shot quality points scored um so i don't know i think neither of these teams are very good obviously we're yeah. arguing about the bottom <laughs> tier of a pretty bottom tier conference but 
Uh, honestly, I think I'm going to flip sides. I, at the start, I said I thought hey. I loved North Dakota. This game, obviously, lines just came out. I hadn't really looked at it until now. After looking at it more, I agree. I think, like, especially with these lower-tier teams, like, you – this is what shot quality can do is you exactly. basically – we know – what Denver is going to be able to generate on offense because we know what they've been generating on offense every year. They're going to get a lot of really good shots at the rim. They're going to take great, great shots. And it's just like, ultimately with two not very talented defenses, like give me the team that's going to take really good shots at the rim as opposed to off the dribble three points. Right. right? Yeah. I, I want the team that's going to take these really high quality shots. And I think like, I don't know. Uh, to me, getting plus money, like I said, I did not think North Dakota would be favored. Um, and I think I agree. getting Denver as underdogs here or even at a pick em, I think is probably a good play. And I will say, I think the model probably has this one figured out. So I, uh -huh. I do. Yeah, yep. no, I, look, if you had told me blind who's going to be the favorite, I'd probably tell you Denver. Yeah, um, I, I would have guessed Denver like yeah. minus two, probably. You know? Yeah, I would have said minus two or minus. I was thinking minus three. So like, uh, to see this, and I don't know, maybe if it's the if maybe travel isn't into this. I know this is being played in South Dakota, but I don't I don't really think you can give it much credence uh, in in this early round. It's really going to be about who creates better looks. And yeah, yeah, shot quality model. There's a play first play of the day. We spent a lot of time on. I love I love that we did. Honestly, I, you're you're joking about us like talking about some of the worst teams in the country. I'm like that's shot quality. You know, that's what this data gives you the power to do is investigate the teams that no one else is looking at with the same like equal ability as the big power five schools that everyone's looking at and trying to understand because there's betting volume on it. And, you know, yeah. bets count the same no matter where you play them. Uh, so look, I, I really like this play. I'm definitely going to be on Denver. Uh, I'm glad we agree. I'm glad the model agrees. So there you go. Stamp it in. Let's get it in the book and let's rock. So next game coming up, we're going to talk about here for the summit, only two games on Friday. UMKC versus Nebraska Omaha shot quality is not recommending a play, but very close. So yeah. I'll tell you why 73.7 UMKC is expected to score and beat Nebraska Omaha. Who's expected 68.4. I'll do that math for everybody. That's a 5.3 spread. And the consensus line right now is minus one and a half, which gives yeah. us 3.8 points of value on UMKC. We would want minus one. That would be a model play. Um, but yeah, anything bigger than minus one, the model is going to recommend staying away from. Still another tight spread. I mean, if you like UMKC to win here, it, it really has been like mostly favorites covering, but it doesn't even seem like the books really know who should be winning these games. Yeah, I like UMKC a lot here, actually. I like, I like side and total in this one. Um, yeah, UMKC is one of the teams that shot quality says I, I they might be the most unlucky offensive team from shot quality this entire year and as a result we didn't show it on the the trend finder there or the what's it called value finder, finder. but yeah. we also like we also recommend the over here we have seven points of value on the over in this game um right now the total is sitting at 134 and a half i think something like that 135 um and we like the over you can get you can also get UMKC minus one on bet online right now. So both of those would register as nice. plays for our model. Um, really agree with both. And if we go into UMKC's team page, we're going to see why we like the over and we're going to see why we like UMKC. Wow. UMKC analysis on offense. Yeah. Like I said, they might be like shot quality might have this as the most unlucky offensive team 
in the country. And yeah, as you can see, they have scored 0.93 points per possession. Could you zoom in just a tiny bit, Justin? Yeah, of course. They scored 0.93 points per possession on offense, and shot quality has them scoring 1.02, which if you've been on the show with us the last few weeks, we make a big deal when teams have 0.05 points, right? Like 0.09 over the course of a 70, 60 possession game adds up to a lot of points over the course of the last 30 games, right? Like this team is being looked at so differently if they've scored 0.09 points more every single game, right? And it's, and for that reason, shot quality has this team ranked a lot higher than I think like most other analytics sites have them ranked. Um, the other point to the over here is even though they've not had as bad of luck on defense, they're still, or I guess not as bad of luck, but like shots aren't going in as much against them on defense. This is good for the over, right? Teams are scoring 1.04 points per possession. Against them, shot quality says it should be 1.07. So, yes, we think UMKC has been unlucky, but shots haven't gone in for them or gone in against them a lot either, which is which yep. is pretty big to note here too. I think it's just like screams over. Um, yeah, and, uh, the other side of it is I, I do think UMKC is the better team, having watched a decent amount of this conference this year. They've played, you know, a lot of like, pretty tough games like they only lost shot quality score to lsu who i know is not that great but by four points right like that's like pretty significant they did beat toledo by 12 in a wow. game that shot quality had them toledo kind of had like a down start over there though yeah they also beat indiana state too right so i think like this is a team that's like look they're at that not... shot making against too and and their shot this is this is crazy yeah and this is it so this is a team that's like honestly they've played some pretty competitive games, right? And like Ken Palm, most other analytics site have them around 300. We have them 268, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think Makes like sense. we we really are higher on this team and they've shown ability to play with some pretty good teams. A lot of teams much better than Nebraska Omaha, right? And we have Nebraska Omaha ranked 309. So definitely makes sense on that front as well. I mean, Nebraska Omaha has only won nine games all year. In conference, I think they've only won – what is it? They've won three conference games, and wow. two of those wins were projected shot quality losses. So hey. – um, oh, the, no, no, sorry. They've won three conference games. Okay. And two of those were shot – or two of those were shot quality losses. All right. Four, that's not so bad. What What's crazy here to me is that, like, you are just getting um, essentially a, a massively different picture of UMKC than what we expect. And, and you know – I always, when you come to this page, if you're watching with us on YouTube or on Twitter, what's up? Um, <laughs> we are looking at the matchup breakdown page, which puts together the team pages for, you know, a specific game, make it really nice and easy to get like a home hub of how to sort of like dig into the game in any way you want. And the deeper the color, the more serious an advantage or disadvantage amongst the D1 picture and first percentile and shot making for umkc on the offense here 361st it's only 363 teams so there's only two teams with worse offensive shot making meaning that shot quality is expecting them to hit so many more shots like they take good looks yeah they take 59 in shot selection but yeah. first in actual shot making so they're above average on the shots that they're taking but they can't get anything to fall and then the same metric on the defensive side right 99th in shot making against so like they this has just been really weird for this umkc team like you know it, it's it's been a very strange season 
Uh, they're expected to do very, uh, you know, just so much better on what they're doing. They're 362nd in catch and shoot three pointers. They just can't hit threes. They're 349th and off the dribble threes. Like they, you know, they end up going to isolation 15 most, most in the nation, probably because they can't trust anything else. Um, I just, you know, luckily the Nebraska defense is going to let them get almost whatever they want. Uh, that's that's the only thing. Like, the, could this defense could be such Swiss cheese that you might not even notice, and it might be the perfect time for all of that good process that UMKC has been building up without any recognition of results to come to fruition and take advantage of a team that should let them show off just how good their shot selection is. Yeah, the other thing that I think is pretty notable here with UMKC is while they're terrible or have been terrible offensively. Their effective field goal percentage is like bottom three in the country. They're, this is less shot quality stats, more box score stats, but I think it kind of helps like paint a picture. They are like 10th in the country in offensive rebounding rate. So they like basically not making a lot of shots, but they do rebound <laughs> pretty well. And that's something like offensive rebound rate against is something that nebraska omaha does not do super well so i think like if you're like looking for a little deeper like dig into the matchup um it just makes sense and i do think like these teams have played this year um i'm trying to find the what was the shot quality score so umkc won i think they only played once oh no they played twice umkc won both of them the first one they won by 16 shot quality had them winning by three the second one, they won by three. Shot quality had them winning by five. So I think the the matchup just makes sense. Like I said earlier, if you've watched these teams, I think you know that UMKC is the better team. Um, and you got to think, I mean, it's it's now or never, but you got to think at some point they're going to start to get a little bit of offensive regression um, and start to make some of these good shots that they're taking. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It should be a good one. Definitely going to be on UMKC. Definitely going to be on the over here. So three yep. plays in two games. It's going to be a fun yep. day in the summit. Um, and again, we've we've had some decent luck here. We were talking about Arkansas State doing pretty well in uh, the Sun Belt. That's going nicely. I've been on a roll. So I don't know. You don't really want to talk about it when you're hot, but it has been going pretty nicely to start March. Uh, trying to close out this Indiana State game here. We're right at the 17-point line with about 17 minutes left. So hopefully – all Indiana State has to do is win the second half and we're good. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to what's actually going on with Friday's games. Let's move on from the summit, which we have talked about now for 30 minutes. Appreciate you, Big Three, giving us your expertise on this. And we'll bring it back. We'll definitely have another episode on the summit coming up soon. Some of the bigger games will be happening early next week. and We'll definitely talk on those. It's going to be a fun weekend for sure. And all, I mean, it's just, I'm just really excited. If you If you spend as much time in college basketball as, we do. You're very excited. But let's uh, let's move on. Our next conference that we're going to talk about a little bit here today is going to be the Southern Conference or the SOCON. Uh, this conference, a couple decent teams, Furman out front in the standings for shot quality purposes at 106. Uh, a little bit of a flurry of other teams, UNC Greensboro 135, Samford, Chattanooga, Western Carolina, all above 150, below 200. And then Closes out with teams like Wofford, East Tennessee State, Mercer, VMI, Citadel. Uh, but some fun games still, right? I mean, we're starting off on Friday with Chattanooga, VMI. Uh, but do we want to – I mean, do you have any opinions on maybe who wins this team? Yeah. Thing? Are you a Furman guy? I don't even – we don't talk about the Southern Conference around here enough. 
I know. I, I honestly don't have odds in front of me for this conference either. It's a weird one. I think like UNC Greensboro is a team off the top of my head once again without having odds that I'm pulling up right now. Um, in front of me, I think they're pretty live in this tournament. Obviously, Furman, Samford, like your top seeds are going to be up there too. Um, I, th I think that someone – a team that's live here and someone brought it up today is Chattanooga um, at least to win a couple games. Jake Stevens is back for them. Um, Did I lose your big three? Oh, let's see. Remove, remove big three for a second there. Sorry, everybody. Uh, all right. Uh, hopefully he should reload and come back in here. Let's get back to some SoCon discussion here. So I think I found the bracket. I'm not sure. I think it, I thought I thought it was causing things to be up, you know, weird. But anyway, Mercer versus the Citadel is the first game that's going to be coming at you for this one. Uh, Mercer, of course, 269th in shot quality. Citadel, the dead last team for this conference in SQ at 335th. So not very pretty there. Let me re-add big three, big three. Can you hear me? Yes, we're back. Hey, we are back. Cool, we are back. Anyway, so we are talking about this first game, this uh, Citadel game. Citadel being, of course, really bad, Big Three. I mean, do yeah. you what do you make of them versus Mercer here? Uh, it, it should be an interesting one. We are projecting 74.6 to 65.9 in favor of Mercer. So we yep. have a slight lean towards Mercer. The line's about five and a half right now. Uh, we do have a play on the over. Any any thoughts there? Actually, it isn't a play. It's almost a play, uh, but it's right at the line of five, and we want more than five. So, yeah, any any real thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I will say that the bottom end of this conference is very, very bad. Um, very and bad. it's something that, like, th it's why you see, you know, some of these conference tournaments on on neutral sites, at least, you're starting to get, like, a couple points of value or a couple points difference between every one of these teams. Right. And here you're seeing, you know, the seven against the 10 seed and the eight against the nine seed at like six points, 10 points, like Citadel and VMI are very bad. Shot quality has them 332nd, 335th in the country. So I think that I'm very happy to see a play on Chattanooga and in a borderline play on Mercer, hopefully we can get there. But um, yeah, those are two things that are two sides that I'm definitely going to take. Um, for tomorrow is is both those mercer minus five and a half minus six and chattanooga minus ten and a half minus eleven i know the chattanooga one's already registered as a play and the mercer one is close within a point at least so the chattanooga one's registered as a play oh nice yep 4.4 points of value on minus ten and a half on mine at least yeah you're right you're right here we are wow so fading vmi who has had a little bit of a a difficult time, I suppose, this season is a, is a nice way to say it here. Uh, yeah. been pretty bad. Uh, I, I tend to agree. Uh, is doesn't is Chattanooga still missing? Uh, what's his name? Well, so sorry, I brought that up right at the right when I cut out. I don't know if you heard it or not, but Jake Stevens is his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the best yep. players in, in college basketball, pretty much. Yeah, he'll be back. So hey, that's, that's wow. I think makes Chattanooga pretty live um, in the tournament as a whole. I think you can get oh, yeah. like 14 to one, 15 to one. And, and I wasn't even the one who um, one of the guys in one of my groups 
his name's Hater Couch. I don't know if, if anyone else knows him, but he he's kind of like the SoCon master, and he brought this up as as a value. Um, I don't know, like a team to look for, and yeah, fourteen to one on this team with Stevens back is, I don't know, I, I think it's pretty live, and I think that that's a pretty good look if you're trying to find like a future in this conference. Obviously, this I, what is he seven foot seven one something like that um, scores. 20 something a game um really important piece to this team and yeah. they should just absolutely roll vmi with him tomorrow i think 10 and a half is is much too short and i think that they're going to be a tough matchup against any of the who will they play second round sanford yeah i think so yeah yeah i mean you see their post up offense shot quality points per possession fourth in the country right just it's uh it's going to be an interesting one here for chattanooga i'm with you I'm not a big fan of VMI. I don't like how they've been playing this season. Uh, they don't tend to hang around. Um, and again, look, it could be the that they care for the tournament, but at the other end, it's just like they probably it's not even that they about caring. It's they aren't good enough even yeah. when they put their best foot forward. So, um, I mean, like the biggest thing here is what Chattanooga is the seven seed, Sanford's the two. Shot quality has. Chattanooga seven spots lower in adjusted shot quality than Sanford, right? Like yeah. this is, this might be the seventh seed, but at least by shot quality, this is not the seventh best team, not anywhere near, especially if, if Stevens is back. So. Exactly. I like Stevens a lot. He was like, he was looking like that guy for a minute this season. And, and it was just unfortunate he got hurt, but you know, they still, they still went with really great spacing um they they don't take as good of shots but of course without him for so long it's been a little bit of a struggle i mean it really it really has been um oh that was vmi oops we really need that update that shows me which team i'm on while i'm still on the page man uh that's coming we got a lot of cool updates coming hopefully the end of the week early next week there's actually going to be a big march madness push to the shot quality bets website Pretty excited about that. So if you're hanging with us, little sneak peek for you there. Uh, but that's probably going to do it for us. I mean, not as much on the SoCon here. It's a little bit not our specialty. Definitely wanted to spend more time on the Summit. Uh, so we are definitely going to be playing the over in the Mercer and Citadel game. Uh, and, you know, if I could get this thing to stay when I went back to my spreads uh, for the Southern, we're going to be playing uh, definitely on Chattanooga minus the 10 and a half. And uh, yeah, that should look pretty good. Are we taking, are we taking Mercer? Or are we we're gonna wait on that, right? Yep. Yeah, we're about a point out. I, I like it. I think if we don't get the four and a half, that's gonna hit the threshold. Um, I think that's still probably the right side, at least. Um, yep. Like I said I think Citadel and VMI are just a tier below these teams. I agree. I agree. I really, I mean, Chattanooga with Stevens back definitely makes a lot more sense. And then for the Summit League. Big three's home. Um, <laughs> we're going to be taking Denver. And, and there was a really good discussion on Denver. So if you've zoomed to the front or to the end to find the plays, go check it out. We had a good time talking about it, uh, really digging into the data, why we think Denver's going to win. should be a good game. Denver looks like a solid pick just because they do the things you want to see them do. And then UMKC, we expect that to have a lot of points because UMKC just can't seem to hit anything but they should be. Uh, so we're going to be on them and we're going to be on them to go over. The spread isn't necessarily a shot quality play at one and a half, but we like it at one. So that's going to uh, wrap it up here. Really hope that you guys enjoyed listening to the preview for the Summit and the SoCon Conference tournaments, which are starting on Friday. Of course, go check out shotqualitybets.com. 
peek at the blog, the shot quality wire for both myself and big three posting some picks throughout the rest of March. You can check out what the model is projecting if you are a standard member. And of course, premium members get access to all of our data, everything the shot quality has literally a algorithm trained on millions and millions of shots across years of information. It's one of the biggest data sets in sports, and that's why it continues to profit. So we will be back here probably Monday for sure. Actually, for sure Monday, maybe over the weekend, got a little special edition or something going. It is March. We want to bring you as much content as we can, but we will see you next time Monday, 4 p.m. for sure on the Shot Quality Bets podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out.